Welcome to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. I'm your host, Tim Reed. And once again, I'm so excited to be here today. Welcome to the Firetime Podcast. Well, we are continuing our rapid reaction series as we get ready for season nine of the Firetime podcast to start the Tuesday after Labor Day. First rapid reactions, we listen to an audio article from the Firetime magazine, and I give you my rapid reaction to it. These are totally unscripted. I literally listen to the article in real time with you. I jot down some thoughts on a notepad, and I give you my response. And the reason that we do this, you know, the audio articles from the Firetime magazine have have been incredible for me, and they've been very transforming. and And I, I've just felt like the content every single month has been so awesome to hear from people all over North America that are in the industry doing the work every day, and and they're writing for the sake of simply making other people better. And it's been just awesome to be a part of that. So if you've not subscribed to our sister podcast, the Firetime Magazine podcast, you should do that right now so that you can listen to audio articles like this every single month. Wherever you listen to podcasts, just type in the Firetime Magazine and you'll see it. Now, for today's rapid reaction, we are going to do something different than we've done before. And we're actually going to listen to one of my articles and I'm going to give you my response to it. Now, uh, that could be extremely arrogant on my part and I'm, I'm not debating uh, if that if that is or isn't. But this is an article for me that was really special. And the article is called Artistship Leaders Execute. And I wrote this right after the Firetime workshop in preparation for the June issue of the Firetime magazine when this was released. And there was a lot that was going through my head in the aftermath of the workshop. One of the biggest things that we talked about is this idea of how do we ship the work? Even if it's not perfect, how do we start moving? And I've seen this all over our industry where people are terrified to execute. They're terrified to ship the work. And so they don't. And I'll tell you that like, I fight that same fear as everybody else. And when we were in the Firetime workshop, we talked about that fear that every single one of us felt. There was a point during the workshop where someone in the group said, hey, does anybody else here feel like an imposter? And every hand in the room was up. And the beauty with that is it means perfect. We're all in the same boat. And, you know, you're not an imposter. Like, I can tell you that objectively. You're not. But the fear is real. And in that workshop, we talked about how to dance with that fear and actually ship the work and execute on the things that matter. So that was the inspiration for this article. I honestly haven't listened to it since it came out in the Firetime magazine. So I'm going to listen to it along with you. And I know there's going to be some loose ends that I want to tie up as we do that. So without further ado, here is my article from the June 2022 issue. Artist ship, leaders execute by Tim Reed. Steve Jobs is famous for saying that, quote, real artists ship, and that mentality fueled Apple's toward growth and innovation from 1996 until his death in 2011. 
He meant that true artists don't wait until their work is perfect to release it to the world. They take their time and work tirelessly to craft their masterpiece, but when the work is due, they release it. Amateurs, on the other hand, can't release pieces until everything is just right. Their self-worth and ego are crippled by an idea of perfection that's ultimately unattainable, and the result is that they don't ship their work. Of course, the cost of not shipping their work is that they can't create their next masterpiece. In the same way that real artists ship, real leaders execute. In other words, real leaders thoughtfully plan out the objectives that are most important for their companies, and then they do them. It's as simple as that. But so often, people in leadership positions are crippled by the same indecision as amateur artists, waiting for things to be perfect, stuck between warring priorities, and not moving because they don't know the end result. In short, they let fear control them. Steve Pressfield called this fear resistance. In his masterpiece, The War of Art, he spells out that this resistance is a spiritual force hell-bent on stopping us from doing what matters most. Whether it's losing weight, running a business, or reconciling our broken relationship, the resistance is always there to tell you why you can't and shouldn't do it. In his words, resistance will tell you anything to keep you from doing your work. If you take resistance at its word, you deserve everything you get. Resistance is always lying and always full of it. Now, in the book, he uses a different word than it at the end, and I'll let you fill in the blank on that. But he makes his point well. Resistance is always lying, so don't listen to it. Think about the things that would be the most important to do in your business. Maybe rally your team around essential vision. Start a cadence of regular, effective meetings. Hold your team accountable through a weekly scoreboard. Outsource your job to other people so you can do new things. Or get your business in order so you can sell it two years from now. All of these are critical things that many people in leadership positions won't execute on. They won't ship the work because something else always gets in the way. So how do real leaders execute? Simply put, they do these three things. One, they understand what's most important. Two, they ship the work when it's due, not when it's perfect. And three, they calibrate and fine-tune as they go. Leaders understand what's most important. The sole job of leaders is to understand what's most important and shepherd their teams on their journeys toward it. And in order to decide what's most important, leaders decide what's not important, and then they let those fires burn. In our industry, many people run around like chickens with their heads cut off. They jump from fire to fire with an ever-growing task list, neglecting what's really important to do whatever's in front of them. Now, don't get me wrong. Some things need to get done in your business every day, and some fires are truly all-hands-on-deck situations, but not many. When we prioritize everything, we prioritize nothing, and we're held hostage to the winds of chaos that blow into our businesses on a daily basis. To get in front of this, leaders must step out of the whirlwind to think about what's most important for their business. And this doesn't take as long as you might think. Stepping out of the office for even just a few hours is all you need to start. This can result in codifying three to five priorities over the next few years that will transform your business if they're achieved. Once you have that list, document it and keep it in front of you at all times. Understanding what's most important allows you to feel guilt-free as you let other things burn. After all, you only have so much time. So do what matters most. Leadership the work when it's due, not when it's perfect. Once you understand the three to five priorities that will move the needle for your business in the next few years, it's time to get to work and then ship it. As I work with businesses, I see countless owners and managers stressed out of their minds because they're doing the work of five people, all while their teams aren't being utilized. 
As someone in charge at your company, it's easy to be accountable to your team, solving every problem they bring to your desk, but it's worth asking how your team is accountable to you. In most cases with retailers, I recommend starting with a weekly heartbeat report that measures key behaviors, along with the results you want to see from your team, and ensuring that all team members have the tools they need to do their work. The metrics are as follows. 1. Weekly traffic count. The number of people who came into our store this week looking at products that require a salesperson. 2. Sales backlog. The total amount of jobs with a deposit received that have not been installed or fulfilled yet. 3. Installation completion percentage. The percentage of jobs the previous week that were completely finished without needing an unplanned return trip. And 4. Warranty percentage. The percentage of jobs the previous week where the team went out for free. When presented with these metrics, it's easy to pick them apart. You might ask, what about margin? Or how do I track my door swings? Or maybe you'll say, there are other metrics I'd like to see. I'm used to hearing all of these responses, but here's the thing. If you wait until it's perfect, you will never start. So just start. Whether it's running regular meetings, creating a scoreboard, training your team to manage their books of business, or delegating tasks you're used to doing yourself, you'll never ship the work if you're waiting for perfection. To paraphrase Seth Godin, you don't have the meeting because it's perfect. You have the meeting because it's Tuesday. Leaders calibrate and fine-tune as they go. While it may be easy to criticize this mentality of executing before it's perfect, real leaders don't suffer from millions of half-baked ideas running rampant in their companies. The reason for this is simple. They only execute on the few ideas that they believe will truly move the needle, and they calibrate and fine-tune as the projects move forward. The forward motion of an idea naturally shakes off much of what's unnecessary and exposes what isn't working. This gives leaders the ability to fine-tune in the real world and not in their imagined ones, making the product or idea better than it could ever be otherwise. Not only that, but as the idea moves, it grows and often ends up going in a different and better direction than anyone originally anticipated. Remember, you can't steer a parked car. In your business, the way you calibrate an idea you're executing on is to measure its progress and meet regularly to discuss how it can be improved. Whether the idea you're executing on is running a cadence of regular meetings, teaching your sales team to use a new customer relationship management, CRM, software, measuring your urgent and complete jobs every week, or simply organizing your warehouse to set up smoother installs, this rhythm of measurement and meetings will rally your team together and radically improve your success as you fine-tune week after week. Conclusion If you're a leader, your team, and your customers need you to ship ideas that make things better. And that will never happen if you're unable to prioritize or you wait until it's perfect. Remember, this is what amateurs do, not real leaders. Leaders spend time thinking about what's most important, and they keep their teams laser-focused on it. They put everything they have into ideas and innovation, working relentlessly to make it as good as possible, and then they ship it. After that, they measure performance and meet with their teams to calibrate and fine-tune, using forward motion to make ideas better than they could ever have been otherwise. Everyone fights resistance the second they consider doing something meaningful. An amateur's cave. They let fear and insecurity drive them into what's easy and meaningless. But not so with the artist or the leader. Because real artists ship, and real leaders execute. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that article. It was kind of surreal for me to listen back to it. This article, man, it's kind of the culmination of a lot of things over the last 
six to 10 years for myself, looking back at, at so many failures that I've had in my own life back when I was an amateur, when I, when I failed to ship work, when I let resistance and fear get the best of me. And going all the way to what I see now is I, I try to have a process for executing and, and for shipping things. This article really kind of kind of came from my journey. You know, the thing that I was trying to communicate in it is is really we want to be pros. And, and, and the way that we can differentiate a pro versus an amateur is do we ship the work? Do we execute on the things that we set out to do? And again, for so many companies, they don't. There's a million good ideas, and none of them are acted upon. And I guess as I, as I say that, you know, I have a lot of ideas, and there are a lot of ideas that don't work that, you know, the FireTime and, and Wi-Fi team can, can tell you about, about many of those. But when, when we decide to can an idea, it's, it's an intentional decision. It's not that we just forgot about it and nothing happened with it. It's, it's no, like we decided that there was a better opportunity. We tried this and we just determined it didn't work. So we're going to go in a different direction. And, and I think that's totally fine. But I don't know. I feel like for me, I, I want to be the kind of person that executes on the things that I set out to do. And, you know, amateurs are not able to do that. I've worked with a lot of people that can't execute because they don't have enough information or they're not sure that it's going to work or they don't quite see the finish line. And, you know, one of the best examples of this that I've got is regular meetings. Like every retailer needs to have regular meetings, period. As I talk to many people, you know, they can't execute on meetings because they think about, well, what do I do in this situation? What do I do if, if I'm sick? What, what happens here? You know, I, I don't know if I'm going to be that strong leading it. And there's all these reasons why they can't do it. And ultimately it doesn't happen. Don't wait until it's perfect. Start to execute and work it out as you go. When I put together that, that threefold framework of, of how do we execute? Number one, understand what's most important. Number two, ship the work when it's due, not perfect. And then number three, calibrate and fine tune as you go. And, you know, for, for each of those, I, I really think that there's just kind of like a key distinctive to think about. You know, number one, for understanding what's most important, it really means you have to let fires burn. And, you know, all I can speak about is, is my own life. But like if you were to look at Wi-Fire, you would find areas of the company that we are choosing to let burn. Because it's not as important as the major thrust that we're trying to accomplish. And, you know, if, if you went back and listened to the, the core values and the mission and vision episodes that we did at the end of last season, you'll, you'll hear where we talk about these are the priorities. And if it's not one of these priorities, we're going to let that fire burn. And so many people are afraid to do that, but you have to. If you want to get anything done that's going to be effective you have to let fires burn so that you can do what's most important it doesn't mean you have to like it but it's what a leader has to do shipping the work when it's due not when it's perfect i'm just going to hammer on this example in meetings but honestly you could pick it with anything with you know sales process building a compensation plan you know putting together a scoreboard for your team or your company using a crm system but but let's just start with meetings right ship the work when it's due not when it's perfect. If you're going to start a cadence of meetings, ship it. Start the meetings. 
And, you know, there's there's a million things of like, well, I don't have the perfect agenda and I'm going to wait till this person gets back from vacation. Nope, nope, nope. Ship the work, right? Artists ship and leaders execute. Ship the work. I, I love Seth Godin. You know, he didn't talk about this in the context of a meeting. He talked about it in a different context. But the idea of like, you know, we don't have the meeting because it's perfect. We have the meeting because it's Tuesday. And Tuesday is when the meeting is due. So we are going to ship on that. If you've built it 70%, ship it. Because you can calibrate as you continue to move forward. But ship on it. Because if you don't, and you're sitting there trying to figure out that extra 30%, but you know we don't, we don't know the future. There's so many unknowns. It's never going to be perfect. And that tees us right into number three, which is calibrate and fine-tune as you go. That's what a leader does. So very often when you're shipping something, an idea, an initiative, or a project, you know, it's not perfect. But the beauty is it's not fixed, right? So if we're shipping on meetings, we can calibrate and fine-tune as we have those meetings to make them better. But consistency over time does so much to weed out problems, right? You know, it wasn't in this article. It was in another one that I wrote recently for the magazine that forward motion naturally starts to push away the things that aren't working. You know, having forward motion with your regular meetings will start to shake off the dross. And being able to execute on something and just every single week. Hey, how are we doing on this? What would make it better? Okay. You know, that's a great idea. Let's calibrate. And next week we'll start doing that. You know, the calibration is really where the magic is. And, and, and truly, you know, I, I think about like in, in, in Grant's business, he very often has people write to ask him questions about installation related things, install efficiency, install meetings, how they track, how they, how they raise their completion percentage. And in some of the conversations, he's not been able to help people because they have not wanted to take any kind of forward motion, right? And when you have no forward motion and you're not willing to calibrate as you move ahead and live in a state of messiness or imperfection on the journey, you're, you're never going to get there. And I, I think that that threefold framework where leaders understand what's most important, they ship the work when it's due, not perfect, and they calibrate and fine tune as they go. It, it's really helpful. It's been, it's been really helpful for me. When I look at my own life, how, how do I ship work and, and how have I been able to, to execute? And, you know, in, in my journey, it's not been perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but for instance, with the Firetime magazine, when we when we came up with with the idea for it, it was really in early September that we that we kind of got everything squared away to to really decide we were doing it, and we knew we had to make an app, but we didn't know how to make one. We didn't know you know who to talk to, but we knew that we needed something soon so that we could try to get some advertising dollars to 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 make this thing happen. And so we just set a deadline and we told the industry that we're going to have an app. I forget what the date was. It was like November 29th or something like that. But we just told the industry, this is when you're going to be able to download our app. And that external pressure forced our hand. And the app was not perfect. And to this day, it's still not perfect. But we were able to produce it and ship on it and calibrate because of the urgency. I mean, we could have said, well, we'll have an app next year. We could have had an app, you know, in eight months or four months. But it, you know, it was the urgency 
that made us get our act together and the willingness to let other fires burn while we did it. And so for me, I've just found that that creating that that external pressure is really, really important. Very often you have to do it messy and you have to do it bad before you can do it right. That's not an excuse for purposely being sloppy. You know, I think that, you know, the article I, I talked about how you want to put everything you have into it, but there's a point where you got to ship it. And, and there might be things that are messy. There might be things that are, that are, you know, incomplete, but that's okay. The forward motion can calibrate and, and, you know, draw that stuff together. For me, there was a lot of emotion writing that piece, and I hope that you got a lot of value out of it. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast and getting value out of it, where it's an active blessing for you week in and week out, and you want to contribute to it financially, you can do that by going to the website, patreon.com slash it's fire time. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash it's fire time. I want to close this episode by talking about the concept of resistance. You've probably heard me talk about it before on this podcast. It comes from a book called The War of Art by Steve Pressfield. And this book is a must read for anybody that is doing work that matters. And the resistance is an active force that is always at work telling us we can't do it telling us why it'd be better to wait, telling us why someone else is better qualified to do it. I mean, anytime you set your mind to do something of consequence that matters, the resistance pops up. And I still fight the resistance. Today, when I sat down to do this podcast, I fought the resistance, giving me every reason why I should do it tomorrow, why there was something more important. The resistance is always trying to stop you from doing work that matters. And understanding that, allows you to deal with it. And for me, as I have started to see resistance crop its ugly head up more and more and more, I become more aware of its schemes. And I can say, oh, okay, the fact that resistance is here means I'm onto something. And and this very well might be something of consequence that needs to be done. So this week, I, I hope that that you can execute on something. Maybe maybe there's an initiative in your company that you've been thinking about for a long time. There's been other priorities and you have to decide these fires will burn so I can get this done. It may not make everybody happy. In fact, I can guarantee it won't, but your company will be better for it. So I hope you took something away this week. It was really fun getting to uh, kind of think and, and respond to my own article. And we'll be back next week with another Firetime Magazine Rapid Reaction. Thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast. To learn more, visit the website itsfiretime.com. Music from this episode was written and recorded by In Bloom out of Portland, Oregon. We thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, And the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. We'll see you next time. All in to burn.